0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Ask, Believe, Receive podcast and Transparency, my YouTube channel. I thank you in the name of Jesus, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the glory forever amen today i want to talk to you about generational curses i want to talk to you about generational curses i want to talk to you about having a choice to be blessed and cursed and to break generational curses so that you may be blessed in your children, may be blessed in their children's children, blessed and prosperous in life. So one, I want to say, I don't know how any of you out there feel about generational curses. And if you even believe that generational curses are actually true, and that they have an effect on your life, as well as your children's, children's, children's lives. Excuse me. Um, I want to say today that we have a we have a choice to uh, be blessed or cursed. So if we have a choice, we can take part in a blessing, or we can take part in a curse and cursing ourselves. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, this is the new living version. I'm sorry, the NIV version. It says, this day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, lessons and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, so that you and your children may live live that tells you right there that that curse can not only land on you but your children your children's children and their children's children and if you follow along with me track some more over with me in Deuteronomy we're going to go to Deuteronomy 5 and 9 and it says thou shall not bow down themselves unto them nor serve them for I the Lord Thy God am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the father upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hates me. And if you then go over to Numbers 14 and 18, number 14, Numbers 14 and 18, the Lord is long suffering and great mercy. And long-suffering, and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgressions, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. And if you go then over to Exodus, Exodus 20 and 5, It says, Thou shalt by no means bow down to them, nor serve them. For the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hates me. Then if you go over still in Exodus 2, Exodus 34 and 7, 34 and 7 says, Keeping mercy... Yeah. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. And that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children and upon the children's children, upon, I mean, onto the third and fourth generations. So it tells you that he will, you know, let that thing roll on to generate to your generations and generations and generations you know because you hate him you know um generational curses they are real the bible speaks of them in exodus 20 and 5 34 and 7 numbers 14 and 18 deuteronomy 5 and 9 and then again deuteronomy 30 and 19. you know it speaks about curses and blessings and so I'm not quite sure, you know, who out there believe that generational curses are real and that they can and will and do affect you and your children and that they can be broken, that you can shut down, annihilate and cast out demons that is terrorizing and plaguing your family. By breaking and generational curses um this morning, I was carrying on an assignment that was given to me by a leader. We had to pray we have to pray for thirty or more minutes in tongue in the morning before we do anything else. And I mean, anything else for your foot, hit the floor in the morning, you need to give the Lord his due. And so I carried that out. And then I got up and went about my normal daily routine. And in the middle of carrying out my daily routine, I began to check my cell phone. For my messages and things like that, my schedule, what I needed, because I felt like I was missing something today. What else do I need to do today? Is it something? So I was looking through my phone and I seen that I had a, you know, someone has sent me an instant message and I went to that and they sent me a video of a young lady from the back look like my daughter. And um, so I clicked on the video and I began to watch the video. Thank God it wasn't my daughter, but the video was a Fight, two young ladies fighting over a young man that the other young lady has slept with and so on and all that foolishness. So nevertheless, the video upset me for a number of reasons, you know, the low self-esteem and the disrespect for each other, um, it, just, a, just a lack of value for life, human life, you know, because the, it was just a whole, just a big mess. And, uh, and it also brought, brought back a memory of something that happened in my own life just a year ago. And I will bring that up. And um, so nevertheless, I was like, what in the world? You know, these young ladies don't have any respect for themselves. I was, j- I was so hurt and upset because they were in a park and um one lady put young lady put up to the other young lady just a year ago and i will bring that up and um so nevertheless i was like what in the world you know these young ladies don't have any respect for themselves i was j- i was so hurt and upset because they were in a park and um one lady put young lady put up to the other young lady she was with her mother her children and whomever with, with was in her party and she was there her and her mom her mom was trying to resolve the, itch- the situation the other young lady just didn't care concerning the mother trying to resolve it the other the young lady um whose mother was trying to resolve it, was very calm, was like, look, you know, I want to parse this, listen, you know, you need to go back and talk to him. And the mother was trying to talk to the other young lady. The other young lady was just like, whatever, I want to fight. And whoever all came with the other young lady, they were instigating and so on and so forth. Nevertheless, long story short, uh, entire fight broke out in the park and you hear people's you know they're trying to run each other over with cars and you know this big old fight and people are screaming hey it's kids out here and so on and so forth it was horrible and it just really hurt me to my itter. it really just really hurt me bad and so um in the midst of that I got I stopped watching the video my phone rang and I was speaking to someone concerning the video and um as I was speaking to someone concerning the video I began to hear a lot of chaos in my own home. And I, I said to the person, hold on. And I went into the room, and when I went into my grandchildren's room, they were in a all out, my four-year-old and my eight-year-old were in an all out brawl with each other. And the fight ensued because my four-year-old does not know how to work the game console as well as my eight-year-old. And my eight-year-old was saying, hey, I showed you a number of times How to work this thing. Basically, I I taught you how to fish and you choose not to fit learn to actually practice and learn how to actually fish for yourself. You want to come back and keep getting one fish from me and not, you know, learn how to feed yourself, you know. (laughs) And so he was like, I'm tired today. I'm not doing this. And the one that you know want the fish given to him all the time, the four-year-old was like, Well, if you don't give me the fish that I'm asking you for. I am going to do da-da-da, and so a fight ensued. So I just made it be a whole biblical thing. But nevertheless, it was all about my grandson saying, hey, I've showed you a number of times how to work this this game council. You don't want to take a minute to learn the, the, the movements and things like that. That's on you. You're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to go on and play the game as best as I know how to play it for my level of interaction with this game. And so then a fight ensued. So, I got that taken care of, broken up, talked to them about being respectful of each other, and then telling my four year old, he's correct. You need to take the time to learn how to work the game. He showed you a number of times how to do A to Z, and now you need to practice so that you can also become skilled as he is. But that's going to take you practicing how to work the game and if you guys cannot work the game and be peaceful in here together then neither one of you will have the game if it causes that type of confusion and that type of a level of violence because i mean they were kicking hitting spinning and biting they were really in it and so in which re- that was another ache to my heart it hurt me to see them two hurting each other in that manner and so uh I came in, went back to the phone, told the person on the phone that I will call them back later on because I wanted to calm myself down because it really had begun to bother and fester on the inside of me. Because again, God had began to, or the Holy Ghost had began to show me areas of my life from in the past to where I at some point in time acted just as they did. And then just a few years back where, um, I had an incident in a parking lot of my home where things were like the the video, um, but not the necessary reason for the fight wasn't like the video it wasn't as the videos fight, but it still was a bunch of chaos and craziness in the parking lot where more than uh, myself and whomever else was involved could have gotten hurt. And so, nevertheless, I come back to. You know, calm down, listen to the Lord, and get myself together before I finish the day. So okay, I got that done, took a few deep breaths, and got up to go and feed my dogs. Well, I bring my dogs into my home to feed them because I have a neighbor whose dog like to come into my yard to eat their food. So I brought the dogs on the inside of the home as always to feed them. Well, Chantel is my girl, nine months old, looking like she's ever bit of. Two hundred something pounds. She's a big girl, American Akita, and my boy Chauncey, American Akita. He's a little older than her, but he is. She, he's older than her. He's a gentleman, such a gentle, gentle guy. And um, so they were eating. And, and on just as normal, she decided that she wanted to take, she ate all her food. Now she want the rest of his food without allowing him to finish. And most times he bags up and allow her to have the food. He's such a gentleman. I, I love him. And he's such a gentleman. He bags up and let her have it. But I guess this time he was like, not today. I want my food. You know, no. So an entire fight with the dogs are now in play in the kitchen. And I'm like, what is going on? So I got that taken care of, got them separated. But I didn't have to separate them. I said, hey, and they separated themselves. And uh, she went back to eating her food. And he finished up a little bit, uh, well, licking her bowl because her bowl was empty. And he went back to eating his food. And then I put them outside. So I then sat down and said, God, what is going on? He said. Your words have life. And I said, my God. Well, as I said, I watched a video that I allowed the spirit of chaos, confusion, and violence to come in through my eye gates. Now, it could have stopped right there. But what I did was then take a phone call and started to discuss verbally the video and how disappointed and how hurting it was. And so then it took life in my environment and it latched on that spirit of chaos, anger, frustration, rage, and violence latched on to two little ones in there that don't know how to fight yet spiritually. So it was able to attach itself to them. And in their already frustrated little uh, cells about one not being able to play the game so well, jealousy, and the other one being able to, it manifested in that room and broke out. Life and death, power of your tongue. So if I would have took the time to close the door From my eye gates, I wouldn't have opened my mouth and then verbalized it so that that spirit can take life in my home as it did. But once I realized what happened, I shut down, took a deep breath again and shut it down. I took hold. I prayed, broke powers, closed doors, talked to my grandchildren, covered my home, animals, cars, possessions, all that stuff, and children grandchildren. And then now I'm talking to you because just that fast from seeing it, then speaking it, manifestation came into play. And if you don't realize that those things can happen like that, you may be dealing with some stuff like that without even knowing, you know, in your life. Well, the first memory that he brought back to me was the memory of the encounter I had at my home in the parking lot of my home with my children and the residents of the community that I lived in. I was not at home when the altercation began. I was called home to the altercation. I got the phone call from the police department. I, because of the nature of my relationship with some of the people in the police department and on the police force, one of the officers or a few of the officers that was there knew me personally and called me on the phone and said, Hey, we're here at your home. There's been an incident and um, that, and we need you to come to your home. And so I did so. And when I arrived on the scene with my grandchildren, I arrived to an entire parking lot. It has to be in the parking lot in which I lived in. It had to be 15 to 20 apartment units. So that entire parking lot from onlookers to people that was involved that came from other areas of the parking uh, of the uh, apartment community to even other places in the neighborhood came to see what was going on and some were involved in the chaos and so I came on the scene trying to first get an understanding of what was going on and also to uh be a peacemaker get my kids my young adults under control if they were involved in any of the melee and whatever the case may be, but to be a peacemaker in the midst of this thing. So, um, as I said, when I got there, you know, I'm talking to an officer. He's like, Miss Hardiman, this is what's going on. I see my son and his, uh, uh, Young lady friend and I seen my daughter on the other end of the parking lot with uh, with an officer talking to an officer and I seen her gentleman friend in another part of the parking lot you know in a, a, a altercation with some people in the parking lot and you know and it's so much going on the parking lot is overwhelming the officers believe it or not and the people and the chaos because officers almost got in a fight with some I mean it was really really chaotic it was chaos. K- I'm telling you. And so, nevertheless, to further the chaos, um, the officer that was talking to me at the time, as I was looking over to my son, I'm trying to get an a idea where everybody is, as well as understand what was going on. Um, It was a group of women over to the side. It's dark outside. I can't really, could not, and still cannot. I'm not the best at night. I can't see. These are new spectacles. They had different glasses then. And uh, nevertheless, I could see a group of people, but couldn't see who all was in the group. And you can hear them talking very loud. She thinks she bad. She thinks she tough. You know, she ain't been over here long and she thinks she all that and whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, where to get that from? Because I don't bother with anybody over here at all. You know, um, but nevertheless, you know, I'm still talking to the officer and one of the peoples in the crowd, people in the crowd said, I will smack her. I will beat her. And the officer heard it too. And I, my, instantly, my body language was like, who are they talking to and about? Because nobody going to smack me for real. And I even said it out of my mouth like, no one's going to smack me for real. The officer said, please, please don't come for Miss Hardiman. That is not what you want to do. Please, please stay over there. We're trying to resolve some things over here. Coming for her is not what you want to do. And otherwise it would be advantageous to you to stay over there in your area in the safety of that crowd instead of coming over here and bothering with this woman right here. And I don't think myself tough at all, but apparently because I've had interaction because of the nature of what I do, uh, the officer knew my abilities as well, and was like, "This ain't what you're looking for, for real." So, nevertheless, the young lady continued to talk and all of that, and blah blah blah. And I'm one of them people. Long to stay over there, long. But then the, the crowd began to move. You know, they moving inching a little closer. So at this point, I'm like, "Oh, oh." You would never run out of the crowd because it was a big one. You would never run out of that crowd and do anything to me. So I, you know, put myself, my stuff down because I still have my purse on my, you know, on my, on my shoulder and all that stuff. And I'm just like, look, I'm going to be prepared for whatever comes. Because like I said, the whole situation was overwhelming the officers. The officers was like, you know what? In the minute we getting ready to pull up out of here because it's so many people still coming. It, we're going to be overwhelmed. It was a lot going on in that parking lot, but don't, you know, God, I'm a praying woman. So nevertheless, I've been praying over that community. So nevertheless, things began to die down and finally calmed all the way down to the point in where I can tell my children, what we're going to do is lock up my home and I'm going to go to the hotel, me and the grandbabies, and you guys go to your perspective homes, residences, or whatever. And we will meet here tomorrow and we will find out what, transpired then because i was already just too upset because even though it had been a whole two and a half years of just one thing after another thing after another thing after another thing a very tumultuous years of two years and had two and a half years of just chaos violence and crap I did not want to further it by talking to them at that moment because I was upset. That's my place of peace. That's where my grandchildren reside. They have already been through too much. Um, God knows I didn't know they were going to go through the the rest of what they went through, but at that time it was already too much. They've been through too much and it is time for this thing to come to an end. So before you and I, we speak again, let's take a moment to, you know, uh, Take a breath and reflect back, and then we can find out what happened. So, this can never happen again at my home or in relation to you guys or anything like that. I didn't know if my children had any part in it, was the start of it, or whatever. I just knew that it needed to end right then. So, nevertheless, um, we went on about our way and whatever. I later on that evening, I was on uh, YouTube. No, I'm sorry, Facebook and seeing you know everybody videotape everything so i could see on facebook how it started and who started what and so on and so forth because people was always videoing something so i could see and whatever so um that next that next and i say that because in the midst of all that children was outside and anybody could it already have been several fights you know, that broke out. And at any point, children and innocent people could have been hurt. So it was very, it was very terrible. So nevertheless, um, that next day I met my son back at the house, him and his girlfriend was there first. Um, I crazy, the same young lady that took his life, him and her met me there first. And, um, I was talking to my son. I went in, went into my home and set the grandbabies down and stepped back outside because he was standing outside smoking a cigarette, and um, him and her standing outside smoking a cigarette. And the Holy Ghost put it on me because, again, like I said, I seen on the video how the altercation began. And although my son was not an initiator, he was a willing participant in his actions to try to mediate and break up some things. But don't you know, you can't always mediate some things. You can't always break up some things. You can't, you can't, you can't. Sometimes you put yourself in harm's way. And, and ultimately, he did. He put himself in harm's way because he did get in the fight out there, as i seen on the video. But it was because he was trying to break up some things and, you know, hits got passed and he accidentally or intentionally got hit and it just ensued into something else so anyway nevertheless i asked my son i said son because of the holy ghost said asked him when are you going to realize your life matters and i said to him son when are you going to realize your life matters and when i said it i began to cry i began to cry and i was shaking and i said when When are you gonna realize that your life is valuable? When are you going to realize that you are an example to your boys and they need you here, prosperous, well, doing what you need to do for them in their lives? When are you going to realize that your life should matter to you? And before I knew it, I reached up and I grabbed them with both hands and I shook them. And I said, when are you going to realize that your life matters? And at that very moment, he exhaled his whole body, just exhaled and kind of went limp. And his face kind of went to a state of revelation, like, my life really does matter. And somebody cares that my life matters, you know. And uh, he looked at me and he said, I'm trying, Mom. I'm trying, Mom. And then I was it. And, you know, we talked. My daughter came. We talked. We locked up the house again, straightened up, locked up the house, and went on and and gave home, my home, a two-day rest from me and them. And the kids stayed at the hotel for a couple more days, and they stayed wherever they were. um, And I could see the difference in my son after that and i've seen it prior to that he was trying to get himself together doing some making some necessary changes because he wanted to be the person that reared his children i was already had custody of his children but my agreement with him was you get your life together and we would go back before the courts and you can have your children back because i don't want to raise any more kids i've been raising kids all my life it was time for cordless to live my life live her life for the lord and i didn't have any plans on raising any more kids not in my home i would love to assist as a grandmother should but not actually raise them myself so that was our agreement, and you could see him taking those steps and doing necessary things in his life to change the circumstances from what they were, you know, and then even after that, he became more, even more intentional in the things that he did and the decisions that he made. However, his life was cut short a month after that. So uh, nevertheless, so that was one reflection that the Holy Ghost gave me to show me that same level of chaos that was in that parking lot, that disregard, disrespect, low self esteem, anger, and rage, all of that stuff, jealousy, all that stuff that was in that video was actually, actually I experienced on a different level in my own life, at my own home, in the parking lot of the residence in which I live. So, (laughs) that was that you know i was like oh my god you know god you are so great you are so great 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 Then he further went on to show me how as a child i was raised in a household where violence was somewhat of the norm for us um again no i don't have anything against my mom my mom made me the woman the things that i've learned from my mom and life situations, the woman that I am today. It was a time in my life where I did not view my mother in the most upstanding, with the most upstanding view. But there today at 49 years old, January 7th, 2022 at 421. And at PM, I can tell you that there is nothing my mama could not get from me. And there is no way you can get me to cast my mama down at this time in my life or hers. So nevertheless, um, but as I said, I was raised in a household where violence was somewhat of the norm. So we were taught that if one fight we all fought, we fought against each other in that way way, and people in the street in that way we my mother had a unique way of resolving uh issues in the home between us we should put us in the center of the floor and say first one cry you fight first one cry get a spanking and it didn't matter if you was the one that was the source of the problem or not if you Cried in the middle of that fight, you was the one getting whooping. And that was her unique way of solving it. But I'm here to tell you it caused division in the family. It caused it damaged. It was is damaging, and some of those damaging things is still being repaired today. I am the youngest girl of two. I am I have two sisters, I'm the youngest girl. I have a brother, he's the youngest of us all. And it caused division with all of us. And again, it is a work in progress still to this day to repair some of those things. Some of us is honest about our issues or past issues that we had with each other and and is able to forgive and then some of us aren't so forthcoming and so forgiving um but it that is what it is and thank God for prayer you know and I just believe God that you know our family truly truly the family unit will truly truly before I leave this earth will be healed and there will be no more division between the siblings we will function in completeness together, you know, and, and in peace with each other. But, um, so I say that to say that, that, and I don't know how my mother was raised that, you know, cause she was my mother. She gave birth to me and she is a sibling of nine. It was 10 of them. And, um, although I've never seen my uncle's in any altercation, I've seen several of the women in the family in physical and verbal altercations, altercation, and on several different occasions. And as I say, a week ago, and I got a strong, strong, very intelligent, uh, very ambitious family, entrepreneurs, authors, and all sorts of stuff going on in the family. They are very prosperous, a very prosperous family. And, but at the same time, apparently they did not always use their intelligence and intellect to relate and resolve issues amongst each other or people in the street. So, um, <laughs> did not. And I'm sorry, but they did not. Um, And so it rolled down the line. Those generational curses of violence, anger, rage, and frustration uh, carried on because we were not taught to break The cycle. We were not given the tools to break the cycle of generational curses in our lives. And so, therefore, my mother didn't break it over us. Her mother didn't break it over her. You know, so her mother didn't break it over her. She didn't break it over us. So that's generation after generation after generation. And now here I am trying and is pulling down, breaking, and annihilating, casting out generational curses and demons that is plaguing my family period. So I want you to understand that generational curses are very real. So if you would like to learn how to break generational curses, there is five or six steps to breaking generational curses. And the first one, you have to surrender fully onto God. You have to surrender your heart, your mind, your soul, and your will onto the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Holy Ghost, and to the Father, to, so that you can you know, begin to, the healing process. You have to surrender and give it all over to him. Then you have to confess the sins of the parents, the sins that you've known, the sins that you know, and even the ones that you don't, Father, forgive them for whatever they've done that I know of and don't know. You have to start confessing things and asking for forgiveness in those things. Thirdly, you have to be willing to forgive. You have to be willing to forgive your parents for the things that they knew they were doing wrong and the things they did know that they were doing wrong and the things they, they did that they felt was in good conscience and for the betterment of us that was wrong you know, and that caused hurt. You have to be able to forgive them. And then you have to break any ungodly soul ties that came in through the parents, okay? And through their parents' parents, known and unknown, you have to start to break them. And then after that, number six, you have to, no, I'm sorry, number five, you have to break the, the line. To the demons. that mean, you need to close any doors that's open, you know, um, that give the enemy access in your life. You know what I mean? You have to start closing doors. You have to start uh, annihilating them and, and, and shutting them and not opening them back up. And then after that, number six, you have to verbally command these things, these demons out of your life. You have to verbally tell them that they have to go. You have to verbally do these things. And so um, those are the six ways to begin to uh, break generational curses in your life. And for you, um, you have to close any doors in your life that you, with things that you've came in contact with and willingly and unwillingly came into contact with, that will be an open door to your children and their children and their children's children. You have to do the same process for yourself. And you have to do this every time you realize that there is a curse in operation. You know, you have to do it Every single time you have to go through those steps, surrender, get uh confess, forgive, uh, break soul ties, uh, close doors, and then ask and co- when I ask, command, demand those things to leave to leave, you know. Um it it I, I we have the power to do this because the Lord gave it to us and um one of the things i'm looking at matthew 16 and 19 and it says i will give thee unto the i will give thee i'm sorry not thee. i will give unto thee the kings uh, the keys of the kingdom of heaven And whatsoever thou shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And that's closing doors. You close those doors and break those generational soul ties. And then you release the peace of God in your life. You release the love of God in your life. You release the mercies of God in your life. You release the forgiving power of God in your life. You begin to release those things over your life. Then I think of the uh, uh, he, t- he says and I don't know where This is right now but it says that God gives us power Anointing and authority To trample over all Of the powers of the enemy So we have the authority to Pull those things, pull our thoughts Captive and, and pull them words And break those things, we have the Authority, we have the anointing We have these things to be able To trample upon the enemy So we have to use the tools that was given to us, i.e., he, like he said, you we we have a choice in the blessings or we have a choice in the curses. You have to choose this day which one will you serve? Will you serve the devil or will you serve the Lord? Will you render your godly gifts that was given onto you over to the enemy or will you allow them to edify the kingdom of the Lord? That's what we have to look at here. We have to say, What am I going to do when I get upset about the things that is. I had an incident in the Walmart parking lot just here recently. I had to ask myself, am I going to lend my energy, my mobility, and my time and thoughts over to the enemy by arguing, by getting into a physical or verbal altercation with this person, or will I pray for that person and move on because it's not necessary? Ask the Lord to heal that person of anger, rage, frustration, and hurt so that that person don't go on and injure someone else. Period, because I didn't give it the time of day, and all I did was pray. I didn't want it to manifest and go any further. Walmart, I tell you the truth, is, is, is a place where I have a lot of encounters. It must be a battleground <laughs> of some sense. Lord have mercy. But nevertheless, I just want you to know today that you do have a choice. You have a choice in the blessings that is in your life and the curses that is in your life. You can break them or you can choose to allow them to manifest in your life and show up and cause havoc. You can choose to pull your thoughts captive and not allow it to have life through your words, or you can do as I did today. um, And open your mouth and, and allow the door to be open for it to walk right in and have his way, you know? Um, so you have to choose, like he said, I set before you today, the choice, you know, you have to choose, choose life. I say, choose life. Life is what I want to choose every single day. You know, I will choose life and a life that's more abundant. You know, um, <laughs> I, I think back quite a bit on, different things in my life that is that was generational um a generational curse in, a, in in our life like disease and sickness and things like that that um through uh ignorance we accept it as just part of what was in our family you know we History of cancer all the time. We say so we have a history of cancer in our family, and da 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 da, and da 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 da, all of that craziness. Well, today I say there is no history of cancer in this body. There is no history of cancer that can plague this body. Today I care not what the report of the doctors or anything or anybody could possibly say. Today I break every disease and infirmity over my over my life. Today And it cannot touch me. It cannot take, it cannot enlight itself to me because I break it. The blood of Jesus is, is, is a hedge and a wedge of protection around me and on the inside of me. You can't dwell in this body because it's the temple of the Holy Ghost of the Lord. The Lord is on the inside of me. You cannot be here because disease and sickness is of the enemy. And therefore you cannot be, how can sickness and disease be? In the same place where the Lord God is 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 residing. How could that be? So, therefore, you I have to stand firmly and say that I am the healed of the Lord because He dwells on the inside of me and, and you can't touch me. I don't care what the report is of the enemy, I don't care what they're talking about. You can't live here because the Holy Ghost dwells on the inside. This is the temple of the Lord God Almighty. And he dwells on the inside of me. So again, as I say, fresh water, salt water don't, you know, come through the same channel. Well, sickness and disease, hate, you know, and, and love and hate don't come through the same channel. You know, I can't say I love you in one breath and then do things towards you that is hateful. No, you know, none of that. I have to take all of that into account my actions, my energy, my thoughts, my words, you know, my abilities, and render all those things over to the Lord Jesus Christ, and allow him to heal me so that I don't do anything that is going to harm my brother, my sister, and and his people that he so dearly loved because I am functioning or was functioning in the wrong place. I thank you on today that I am the healed of the Lord. I thank you on today that I am healed, mind, body and soul. I thank you that emotionally, physically, and mentally, I am healed. Healed period, 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 period. Dot that's it. So although I opened the door, I quickly shut the door, prayed, cast things out, told things they had to leave, broke all ungodly soul ties with the thing, and said, I surrender unto Mm -hmm. you, Lord. Anything that I may have missed, anything that I don't know I should have hit, I surrender knowingly all the things that I. Gave over to him. I give them to you now, and I asked you to bring healing, peace, and forgiveness to those things. I asked you this now in Jesus Christ's holy name and, and amen is what I said. You know, after the end of all of what I said, I gave it over to him, and I just believe that he is just and great and 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 able to, to heal. The areas in my grandchildren, and, and and even in me, like I said, that I didn't, eat, I don't know, still may be in existence, or didn't know, may or was in existence and affecting me at that time. Generational curses, sir, and women and maams <laughs> are real, 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 real. And I just really wanted you to know that as a believer young believer, still babe in Christ, I haven't truly been saved very long, 2016 is not a very long time, but I'm here to tell you that I still, as a young believer, a babe in Christ, still battle against certain things on different levels, not the same things, you know, not the same things on the same level, but some of the same things on different levels. I yet still battle it. And I am here to tell you that there is no shame in it. The shame would be for me to keep it quiet and not help you as I help myself get free from the things that is plaguing me and manifesting in my life that may as well be Manifesting in yours. So I thank you for being a faithful listener and viewer of As Believe Receive Podcast and Transparency, the YouTube channel. And as I say, I may not be for you, but I am for somebody. So pass me along, like me, and please, please, please look down and follow me, subscribe, whichever one. You can hear my anchor. I mean, my uh, podcast on Anchor and on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and a few others that I can't remember right off, but you can hear me on different avenues and things like that. You can, I am on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and TikTok. So again, pass me along, like, share, and follow. Follow. I may not be for you, but I am for somebody. Thank you so much for being a listener, a subscriber, and a follower. Please, if you would like to leave any comments, I welcome all comments, thoughts, questions, and rude remarks. I am not offended by anything that you can possibly say, because what it is, is you are not offended with me, but the Christ that is in me. He pricked something in you through me. So, and we're going to pray and ask him to forgive you of your offense and to help you get healed in that area of offense, you know. um, So I thank you in Jesus Christ's holy name, again, for being a listener and allowing God to come into your life and allowing his will to be done in your life, you know, in Jesus Christ's holy name. A man.